Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a Pace Case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put this stuff on at night, (laughs) Dime's eye cream. And then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice you look like a baby as well thank you i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) a little slow (laughs) but uh this takes the guesswork out of the routine so uh, this is part of the work system the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we have just imbibed the third episode of Joey Grazade's Bachelor Season 28. I I don't even know how to really put this into words, but it feels like the old game is back. It feels like the players are playing again. They don't give a shit. Nobody in this show is scared of producer harm. At least that's what it feels like. Whereas in the Mm. past three or four seasons, that seems like it's all it was. People just afraid that the producers were going to cut them bad. Here, 
I don't see an ounce of that. And it makes for a great show. It feels like you're seeing the personalities come out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just let it, you know, simmer. Yes. I actually had an idea where I was like, oh, they should have given Maria the group date win mm. for the rose. I yeah. feel like that would have really added to it. It might have added to it, but it also might have pushed Sydney over the edge. That, look, I don't, we're yeah. going to get into this in the recap, obviously, but I don't know yeah. what Sydney's deal is. Is she straight reading scripts from the producers? It kind of seems like that to me. It feels that way to me. It feels like she's being coerced. <laughs> I think so as well. I don't know what promises were made, but um, that is what it feels like. Yeah, I'm like, I. Uh, you may say there's no producer interference, but I'm like, I feel like she reads as a kidnapping victim to producers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but look, she's delivering. Whether she's being coerced by producers, scripted by producers, or doing all of this of her own volition, she's outstanding at what she's doing. I'm not saying she made good plays, but I'm saying she's making uh, good early season content. And you always need this. You're always building to a two-on-one. We saw on the tag or in the, the thing mm -hmm. at the very end. That's what we're going to get next week or either Monday or Tuesday. By the way, next week, they're going to have Monday game and Tuesday game. Ugh. We're going to recap them both. And then we are going to not have a Twibbon next week. So our two episodes next week will be a Tuesday recap of the Monday game and a Wednesday recap of the Tuesday game. Back to back. Save your parasocial plays for two weeks from now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Shall we do this, Pace Case? Shall we dive in? Let's go. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. All right. We are on uh, our next episode, the intro. It's morning or maybe dusk. We don't know, but a beautiful shot of a pink gently melting into orange sky over Villa de la Vina. And then we see Joey is addressing a group date after party about drama and the word bully scares him. So far, uh, this intro is, I think... It's the weakest of the three. That said, yes. still incredibly strong. I'm still like, I kind of know what's going on. I know who's being accused. There's not a lot of mystery here, but they are showing us that this moment is going to come to a head tonight and you better wait mm -hmm. until this after party to find out. And it's better than seeing what all the dates are, who who all gets the dates, what happens. Like, I, I love this format. I agree. I did notice they put the tag back in though. This was a good tag though. I have to, look, we'll get to it, but that Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial in the middle of the fucking show was hard. That was a hard thing to watch, but DLP bought it back. I loved it. When he came in in that tag, I was like, fuck, I don't want to like him as a Dark Lord, but fuck, that was good. It was so fucking good. How can you not like him? He's an empathetic king. I don't know if that's true, but. Uh, Maria reminds us, or the women talk about how they're ready for a fresh start classic. Maria ITMs, I'm over the Sydney rivalry. And DLP comes in and tells all the women, 18, made it through. I feel like he's really um, emphasizing the contest element of it this season, telling the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. Absolutely. Also, in the beginning of this right here, we get, we get a few ITMs. Uh, one of them is Kelsey A. Finally getting this ITM, the screen time, about wanting to open up. I think that ITM 
is starting her dark horse narrative. She's going to come out of nowhere, I feel like, and have a very deep run in this season. Um, they haven't mm-hmm. given her much screen time so far, but here they're starting portion one with her in an ITM talking about essentially what her game strategy is going to be. It seemed like they were weaving in Kelsey, A, and Rachel more into this episode. Yes, absolutely. And obviously Maria got an ITM here about uh, the misunderstanding with Sydney. She thinks she's over it and she just wants to focus on Joey and herself. You know, if they pull you into an ITM to talk about that, oh yeah, the beef is over. There's no drama whatsoever to see here. Time to move on. You know, when they have you saying that, you are completely fucked. And so then, yeah, DLP comes in, 18 women left, two group dates, a romantic one-on-one. He drops that date card, wishes the players the best. Jess reads the date card. Our first group date is, I'm looking for my Mrs. Wright. We're going to see Edwina, Kelsey A, Lexi, Allison, Medina, Krissa, Leah, Sydney, and uh, Maria. You're always going to see Sydney and and Maria paired here. You see it again in the rose ceremony in the end. They will always be back-to-backing them until we get that two-on-one. That is the nature of how Mm -hmm. you build this drama. We see that it is a performance competition. They're at High Streets Art Center. Joey is on stage. They I love Cleveland, the theater. <laughs> yeah. and Maria does something here. Something that no one else does. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we talk a lot about on this show in these group dates that there are these small things you can do to kind of stand out, both as far as a first audience play how you're conveying your attitude about everything to the lead, but also as a second audience play, how you're conveying dominance over the second audience and a fourth audience play, how you are entertaining us at home watching this. And Maria does it all here. She kind of walks up at the front of the group. She's in the front, but they're all just casually walking. And then when they're about 10 feet away from Joey, she has this burst of speed that puts her into a jog. She breaks away from the pack and she initiates a full Huju on a fucking group date. This is extremely rare. It's the first Huju of the season. Congratulations to Maria. However, presented very poorly. I don't think we can score this one because you see almost none of it. Uh, You just get a small kind of indication in this one kind of cramped shot. You don't see if she has ankle lock or... I'll score it. Okay. I'll be brave. 10 out of 10. All right. I love a group date. Who do? I do too. It's Normally, we don't see him until playoffs. Yeah, definitely a higher degree of difficulty. Uh, reader behavior, 100%. There's reader behavior all over the season, by the way, obviously. I mean, did you coach Maria? You do tell you me. I have to say. Seems like you did. <laughs> no, Your Honor, I do not have to say. The deal I've made with all my players, I will never uh, reveal them, but... Joey here addresses the group. They all say they're nervous. He says he's looking for his person. He has to make some tough decisions. And there are a few ladies that uh, wanted to be there to join them. And he calls for these ladies to come out. And we get April, Susan, Kathy, and Nancy from Golden Bachelor. This is Askin. That is the team name that they gave themselves, devised by these players on Golden. Now we literally see it as text on screen. ASKN ladies, the Golden Bachelor season one with all of their names there and the first letters highlighted in a different color so that we know what the acronym stands for. Very clear. It's an incredible uh, shift that we look. We've said this multiple times and I just will not stop saying it this season. They are doing all of these things right. They are putting the text on screen Mm -hmm. so it's not confusing. What if I didn't see Golden Bachelor? You probably at least know what it is. You, You are aware of it in existence, but to put this text on screen makes it all make sense. If you don't know what asking is, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Simple text on screen. You get it. Oh, they must've had some fucking thing. 
they're just doing these things correctly now. Many error by Medina here. When Joey says ladies are joining, Medina says like permanently or just today. Yeah. When you're being 4TRR, it doesn't matter how many players are entering the pool. There could be a thousand. You just want Joey to yeah. find his genuine true love. That's bubble season fears. You never show your fear when producers are at this point in the That's game. Bubble season. It is. You saw this kind of shit in bubble seasons. Like, oh my God, what now? Anytime somebody was like, and we've got a surprise for you, the immediate reaction used to be dread. In this season, primarily, it's been excitement. That's how you got to keep it. Here we get a little of that dread creeping through. And uh, it was unwarranted, we find out, because of course, it's four women that the entire nation fucking loves to death. They ask and tells them that they are going to be competing in this pageant. And Leah gives an ITM in which she reacts to having to do a pageant, which she's never done before. And she closes one eye while opening the other eye to full aperture Mm. in a grimace. And the other eyebrow is raised. It's an incredible face play of the game. Oh, nice. I saw that one, too. I got one a little bit later. Susan then tells them there's going to be a live audience. There's another wrinkle in this uh, event. And April tells them they have only one hour to rehearse. They all run off to get props. Very reminiscent of that uh, bride date that we saw last week where everybody has to rush to get their outfits. Maria ITMs that um, the steps of the pageant are there's going to be a lazy Sunday fit wear, a Q&A, and a talent show. I'm assuming Lazy Sunday is SpawnCon. Is it? I don't know. I thought it was just like uh, Lazy Sunday kind of just terminology. Like, what would you wear on a Lazy Sunday? I don't think it's a brand, is it? Oh. I don't know. Maybe it is. But um, I love this here, too. This is the equivalent of putting titles on the screen because you never understand these fucking dates. Here you do. You're like, okay, there's going to be three tiers of this. They're each going to have to do an outfit, answer a question, and then show us a talent. And Sydney then ends this portion, this first portion, ITMing that she has had pageant experience, so she's confident going in. And at this point, that could be viable. That could be viable. We take that at face value at this point. We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe she's great at pageants. Portion two begins. Theater is packed with a live audience. DLP welcomes them to the first ever Mrs. Wright pageant. I also love this. When they inaugurate one of these new group dates, he's now saying the first ever. And we've started to see in the past couple of seasons that they do legacy with some of these dates when they've had multiple, like uh, the Bachelor football game or whatever it is, the Bachelor Bowl. They'll, they said it was like the fifth Bachelor Bowl or something in the last one that we saw. So here we're seeing the first Mrs. Wright pageant, which means I think we're going to be seeing it again uh, down the road. And I can't wait. You know, massive error by no one performing. I'll be your Mr. I'll be your Mrs. Wright. Joey. <laughs> yeah. I'll be your Mrs. Right. God, that would have been good. Do you think anyone would have known what it was? No. <laughs> so so they could have someone could have passed it off as an original song. They were all born in like the 2020s. What? These people are four years old. Um, he brings them <laughs> all out and they are wearing their Sunday lounge wear. Askin is on stage to help Joey judge DLP. Uh, tells us that they've been asked to don their favorite Sunday loungewear. Leah's up first. She blows some rose petals to the audience as she comes out in her outfit. Kelsey A is up next. Maria throws a sock at Joey. He sniffs it and pretends that it smells bad. Did you notice this? Mm-mm. Go back and watch. We got some foot sniff play here. Okay. They all do a kind of catwalk model runway walk thing. And then we get the Q&A. 
The first question goes to Maria. April asks her hypothetically that after 30 years of marriage, how do you spice things up if things aren't working the same? Joey is mock outraged by this. I assure you that won't be a problem with me. I'm virile. And then Maria says it's good to have a fun connection and she would add some things in. That seems to get a good response from everybody. Sydney asks if she has had to fake it. Yes, she has. Kelsey A is asked what would happen if they were trapped in an elevator? Make some new memories. Error. Never admit lying. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Never admit lying. And it's going to be a soundbite that I think will come back to haunt her as we now all kind of assume that she is faking this entire uh, rivalry with Maria. At least I do. At any rate, Joey ITMC is excited. I don't know. Or it's a uh, Ashley, what's her face situation? Salter? Salter. You think she's having a break with reality? I don't know. It's just reminiscent of it to me of just like what yeah. I, where I can't really follow the storyline. <laughs> Absolutely correct. This made me want to go into the Bachelor subreddit so fucking bad. It's like this is the the hardest I've had to like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll probably get in it tomorrow. We get... Lexi answers, Joey's hot, but he also has a heart. He's the genuine Joey. And this is the first of many genuine Joeys we're going to get in this episode. We get the talent portion. Edwina sings a song. Medina does yoga. Uh, Very young, 31 right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Allison does a basketball juggle on her knees. Krissa plays the trumpet. Maria does the splits. I thought we were going to get a Maria uh, Leslie Fema here where she does oh. a dance that's very effective, but maybe too sexual for the second audience. Yep. I could have seen that. And we start some cringe, quirky music. Mm, mm, mm. You know when that's happening? Whoever's up next, you're fucked. And it's Sydney. She ITMs that she's been in pageants before. She doesn't get the things these other players are doing. She's going to wipe the table with them, basically. Then she comes out and she does this cheerleading maneuver. L-O-V-E, Joey is the one for me. R-I-G-H-T, Mrs. Right, that's me. They cut to the audience. It's fucking crickets. There's like two people clapping. Um, None of the second audience is in. It doesn't seem like Askin is in. Joey is not in. I have no idea what really happened there. Mm -hmm. We don't know. When you go to a Bachelor Live event, they make the audience give them reactions based on things that are not happening. Now everybody cheer like you're happy. Now everybody looks sad. Now everybody, boo. They they record mm-hmm. all those reactions prior to anyone even coming out on stage sometimes. That may be what happened here. I don't know. But the way it's cut, this is a fool edit. We know that Sydney is now a fool. And therefore... Which makes me hopeful for Maria's chances in the 2 on one <laughs> I think she's got great chances. She also played this very well. We'll get to it. Uh... But they basically are cutting this to look like Sydney is a fool, period. So anything she's going to do for the rest of the game, she won't be able to overcome it. They've already planted it in our mind. Mm. This character in this show is a fool. They're like, she's an unreliable narrator. Exactly. She says she's good at pageants, but she's bad. She's faking orgasms. Uh, we see it. <laughs> that was the first joke. They made sure to give her that question. They already knew the answer to that question. They got it in her psyche, Val. And then probably did already know the answer to that question. They were like, well, they're just waiting for the right moment to get her to answer the question. They're like, this is it. Put the question in the pageant. 
<laughs> the question of the pageant. <laughs> uh Edwina is getting some great colorful narration in this episode. She says, Sydney said she was going to blow our minds, and she definitely blew our minds away. Lexi gets the golden audience participation portion, and she tells Joey, I'm the world's best kisser. And then she says, I want some feedback. And we get sexy music, and she makes out with Joey in front of everyone. Power move. Yeah, we saw even Askin is getting kind of hot and bothered by it. Uh, all these other women are forced on stage to have peeping toms here. But Leah does an interesting move, covering her eyes with what looks like a fiddle or a violin or something. Ukulele. Ukulele. Uh, Lexi, I, t- I think. I don't know what musical instrument it was. A small guitar-like uh, instrument. Lexi ITMs that she knew it was a bold move, but she wanted to prove she was there for him. Joey confers with Askin about who is the winner. This has already been predetermined by producers. DLP takes the stage to reveal these results, in quotes. The winner of the first ever Bachelor Nation, Mrs. Wright Pageant, is uh, Lexi. She gets a sash. Leah ITMs that a lot of people felt like uh, she put in less effort and got more reward. Now, this is the sometimes the thing that will happen on these group dates is a lot of players will go fucking all out like by the rules. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to play the game and I'm going to go out there and do a fucking triple backflip and slam dunk a basketball. And it's like, that would be very impressive. I thought they said none of us could involve Joey in our tricks. All of that is coming to play here. And they're like, basically, she cheated. We all put in more work. One of us should have got it. That's what's starting to happen. And players, if you're listening to this right now, you... Kelly Flanagan didn't go around all the cones. It's, she's Kelly Flanaganing a little bit here. And you have to remember as a player, this choice is not made by Joey. This choice is not even made by Askin. They had the least amount of input, actually, in this. <laughs> the producers have decided this specifically to make all of the other players feel this way. They've already been in ITMs with you. Where you're, they're like, what'd you think of Lexi's thing? Who did you think was the best? Who did you think was the worst? They all said Lexi was the worst because she didn't put any effort. They give her the group date rose. You're all pissed. They're they're doing this literally to you. You have to be aware of that and don't register these negative reactions to it because it's only going to look bad in an ITM. Not that it is, is going to have any full effect on gameplay here, but it's just a little thing that if you don't give it to them, they don't have it to use. It, it's a safety protocol, basically. Can't get mad at these things. Mm. Um, then we see that uh, casting card after this portion. Are you looking for your own Mrs. Wright? Find it now, it said. That was a strange choice of words. I re-listened huh. to it three times. Find it now. Thank you. Yeah. Are you are you looking for your Mrs. Wright? Find it now. Find the Mrs. Wright. I don't know. Hmm. It'll haunt me till my last day. Portion three, we get the group date after party. Lexi is wearing the sash, LOL, and Edwina's ITMing. Oh, but can can I can I just for one moment, for one moment, my apologies to go back to literally the first shot of portion three, but it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. This is a slow, uh, almost locked off drone shot of what I believe is the PCH at night, Pacific Coast Highway at night. It, it might be some other highway, but I think that's the one it was at night time lapse of all the cars going along the road it's it's a painting it's a beautiful shot the drone work mm. they are doing this season is the best they have ever done it is it really mm-hmm. is like incredible quality drone work a, a far cry from what we saw in the fucking bachelorette season 19 where it was just a drone doing circles around a fucking cruise ship in the middle of the ocean 
This shit is beautiful. This shit is beautiful. I mean, those those cruise ship. This is the hill I'll die on. Those cruise ship drone shots were from the cruise ship. That wasn't the bachelor. I rest my case. Uh, anyway, uh, what, Lexi gets the first one on one. We see the girl chat talking about you know whether she deserved it or not. <laughs> I don't know what Cindy did here, but I wrote she's giving Marnie. From girls' energy. Interesting. Uh, she says Lexi is her girl. Stop shit talking her. And we see Lexi on this one on one time. Joey loved how much she stepped out of her comfort zone. Uh, and he love level ones her. They make out. We see one on one time with Kelsey. She's confident, but doesn't like all the attention. Again, out of her comfort zone. This is what you have to anticipate. They the amount of times the word comfort is said, unreal. Just unreal. Every one of these players was like, I was out of my comfort. They all played the same play here. Yeah. It's um, you have to stand out a little bit on these group dates. I'm sure the producers asked them that phrase a million times, but you gotta anticipate this and make your conversation different. Yes. You have to break out. And it's like the it's a safe play. Cause I agree with you. I think the producers teed them up for this play and they all just kind of did it. And it is that safe thing because you're raising a wall, you're overcoming it, and you're mm-hmm. you're using your jade ropering. Yes. Will she sing? Oh, she's amazing. Exactly. Um, you're showing that that because of Joey, he makes you able to do things that you couldn't do before. All of that, I get it. But this guy has to have now like the same conversation basically six times. And we all have to watch it. You gotta shake this shit up in a group date. Kelsey love level one. Kelsey says the Kiss made her realize her feelings because she was jealous, which I thought was a great play. Love level one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, oh, this was proof that I had feelings. And and the way that she words it, too. She goes, she's like, when you were kissing Lexi, it made me feel not the best. It's like a reverse love level one or something. It's like a bizarro world love level one. It's exactly like a love level one, but it's the opposite of saying, you make me feel feelings. It's like, when I saw you having a love level one for someone else, I felt bad. It's yeah. it was just beautifully worded. I thought, just a little minutia there from for me. Sorry. He love level <laughs> ones back says something feels so right here, yeah. and they make out, and we see quick pops of Edwina on her one on one, Allison on her one on one, Maria on her one on one, and. Joey ITMs about her. There's a lot to unravel about Maria. (laughs) But she comes in with, she plays the same play, but takes a slightly different tack. She comes in and goes, I've got a bone to pick with you. I know what minutia you're talking about. What was it? Oh, never mind. I thought you were talking about the skirt. I got confused which conversation it was. Oh. (laughs) I was thinking about the pool party. No, no, no. We'll get to the pool party. Believe me, we'll get to the, this is one of the best pool parties ever, period. God, I loved it. Anyway, um, she comes in kind of hot. I got a bone to pick with you. So he's immediately like, whoa, what the fuck? The rest of them are kind of coming in like, yeah, it was out of my comfort zone, but you made me. And she's like, she puts him on the defensive a little bit. And that's why he says, I got it. She's going to keep me on my toes. No, 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 no. She shocks him out of that pattern of like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was hard for you, but you came out of the pattern. I'm so glad. No, 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 no. She shocks him out of that. Fuck you. You're in trouble. You came out of the pattern. Yeah. She's basically <laughs> like, you're. I'm going to kick your fucking ass, dude. And he's like, whoa, what? What the fuck's going on? Then she comes in with that play. It's immediate relief. That's good for memory formation. Surprising someone. 
also not only surprising, but it's relief. The surprise comes and he has a little twinge of like, what? And then she just goes into the same play. So he's immediately relieved like, oh, there's no real trouble here. And relief is a powerful emotion. Mm. She says, I didn't know the kissing contest would be what today made me nervous, not in the comfort zone, but the kissing contest, if that's what you were validating, I would have done. I would have done the Macarena. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm very low key, which I guess is like, I don't know about our energy differences. And she says, I'm an introvert. Right. LOL. Well, they're talking about her, what she actually did, the dance. She's like, it was dumb, basically saying. And he's like, no, you made it look great. And he's like, I'm low key about shit. So I don't show my excitement, but I was excited by it and I liked it. Oh, gotcha. And, and then uh, he's he goes, but I need my partner to be okay with me being low key. And immediately she's like, Oh yeah, M me and my whole family, we're all homebodies. Like immediately just reverses <laughs> it. It's so good. Um, and then he's like, I want to know more. He always says that at the end of these things. But I thought she played this well. She doesn't know yet what's happening, but you're seeing her play subtleties here that the other players are not playing. I mean, she's the star of the show. <laughs> like Absolutely. her energy is electric. Absolutely. Um. We see one-on-one -on -one time with Medina and Joey tries to extract a tattle from her at the cocktail party. You're upset, something you want to share. And she's like, I don't want to take away from time from getting to know you, which is brilliant. what you should be thinking. Yeah. But he pushes and she says, okay, fine. Like it was her saying she's not even that old. It was invalidating. I felt like I was being bullied, but then she refuses to say who. Interesting. A nameless tattle. And Joey presses. This this is, well, this is a tattle. There's a big difference between an open voluntary tattle and one that comes as the result of an investigation. And this is Joey's first stage of this investigation. He will have a few more stages as the night progresses. This is just, yeah, finding information. That's it. I need to know who this was. She refuses. Joey presses it. She's not giving the name. Joey's scared in this ITM about someone not showing all sides of themselves. Then he continues this next phase of the investigation. He comes to the group and he says, I don't like drama, but I've heard things and I need to know if something, if somebody knows what I've heard, this thing, the name is basically what he's looking for. So he's taken it from the one-on-one to Medina, brought it to the group, and now we get to see how it unfolds uh, in this next portion. It's First, we go back to the mansion. The remaining players discussing who wants the one-on-one. -on -one. There's a knock, and we see Jen gets this one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Daisy's reading the date card, and then we cut quickly back to this after party. They don't linger in this. I thought this was very well done. If you are going to break a, a after party, mm. quickly, quickly, just tell me who's on the one-on-one -on -one and back to that after party. They did it fast. It was great. Um, Quick, load Caitlin's tiny curse. <laughs> uh, we see it. Uh, the group date after party, Joey says, I need to know. And then he awards the group date rose to Kelsey A. And he says, the word bully scares yeah. me. And then he keeps saying this. If there's something that needs to be said, I need to hear about it. And then he leaves and Maria is visibly shaken. This is like in a cop movie or a detective movie where they're trying to solve the case and they go to the witnesses and they're like, look, we need to know about this thing. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. And then they give him a card and they say, well, if you remember anything or you need to call me, here you go. He's basically giving them the card here. He's saying, I am launching an investigation. 
I, maybe you guys can't talk about it around each other, but come tell me the information. I'm in mid-investigation. I need to close my case. <laughs> Joey leaves, and Maria is uh, visibly shaken. She says, what the fuck does that mean? She's a high-level player. She knows what is happening here, that she is being somehow by some unknown person, or she knows who it is, but by a weird kind of thing that's happening, she's being pushed into a villain role. She can feel it happening, and she mm -hmm. is not happy about it. Uh, we literally get a ticking clock sound put in as Medina then comes clean. She thinks it was because of her conversation with Joey. She didn't call Maria's name out. She didn't say you're a bully, but she said she felt bullied. Medina revealing that she was the tattle who ruined the vibes was my error, 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 error of the game. If Medina wants to take Maria out, which it, it seems like she does, seems like she and Cindy want that, you want Joey to go into the investigation with Maria, with Maria not knowing what is going to hit her. Now she has time to prepare her defense. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I will say, at least from what it seems like in the document in this, her defense is like reality. You know, none of those other players think she's mean or a bully they have all issued right. itms to that effect they've literally said it to her face she at one point i mean we get the the scene soon after this where her and medina are like everything's cool that's why i feel like they're giving her the salter edit yeah well i'm i mean maybe look we may never there's multiple itms to back her up yeah exactly i just from what i'm seeing in the document there's no evidence that she like ha <coughs> has anything to be worried about she can just feel the villain edits start to happen. Chad Johnson gave an interview on Courtney Robertson's podcast where he talked about the moment that he knew he was becoming a villain, the, like literally the second during the shoot. And he was like, they were in a uh, living room set up, I think in the mansion. And they were all talking about um, their feelings on, I forget, dating or something. It was something where they were all just kind of like, yeah, I mean, she's got to date other guys, whatever. And Chad Johnson was like, I hate that she's dating other guys. I know I could kick all your guys' asses or something. He said something like this, and he was like, the cameras just all turned to me. Every camera in the room went to me. And he was like, oh, that's what this is. That's the game. And he was like, I'll be the villain. And that was it. And I think she felt that here. Oh, he decided to be the villain there. That's what he said. Who knows if that's true or not? Hmm. But he realized in that moment, he realized that moment enough to like have a, a pretty strong memory of it and be able to recall it in this interview. Mm -hmm. To me, I think Maria was feeling a little bit of that right here. Those cameras put on her and instead of being Chad Johnson, like, yeah, let's fucking do this. She was like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of this? That is not a good mm -hmm. thing. If you're in a group setup and all the cameras go to you, you're a villain or you're a fool, generally speaking. We see... Uh, oh my gosh, this conversation is hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, Maria said, or she says she felt bullied. I didn't say her name. Maria says, bully is a big word. Uh, is it bullying or is it trying to clear my name? And Sydney starts talking <laughs> and she says, I want to hear from you. You started it. She also, Sydney jumps in and is like, I felt bullied as well. When Medina says that, she just is right along with her like, me too. I'll take that. I love what she's having. <laughs> Seconded. Uh, Maria, then ITMs. I've been bullied all my life, unfortunately. Oh, God. 
All right. PTC loaded of bullying. Yeah. Well, also, PTC played against the second audience here. She's being attacked by a member of the second audience. She's using a PTC as a defense to the second audience, which is a rare play. You, you don't generally have to do something like this, but she does it. It's a high-level play. Um, and It is a high-level play. You know, I don't know if it had a direct impact on the second audience or not. I don't know if they already felt like, what the fuck is Sydney doing? Maria's fine. Or if that PTC helped get them there. But we see the result of it is these players have these ITMs. These producers are cutting those ITMs into the show. The producers are backing up Maria. The players are backing up yeah. Maria. She, you know, she's got the second and third audience, in my opinion, which gives her the fourth. And the real question is, does it give her the first or not? It, has she already fucked herself in such a way right. that like that has been removed as a possibility, which then means uh. she can't be viable for the playoffs, a hometown at the very least. Yeah. Shoot. It might have knocked her out of hometowns. Yeah. I think it might have as well. Because there's there's just too much of a question mark and there's yeah. so many good players we have seen you know what though you know what but if they're if olympios is the model exactly exactly i was just about to conjure her i was like there is conjure. there is an olympios energy here at work is there enough of it that you can survive a two-on-one and go to hometowns maybe i don't know we'll see God, I'd love that. I'd love to see another Olympiosian run. I hope so. Just give us what we want. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, use AI just to make it happen, please. Maria then says something that makes me think breeder behavior. She says, we all need to stick together. I just want to clear the air. And Sydney stock starts talking and she goes, not you, little Miss Trouble Missy Troublemaker. I love this line. Unreal. <laughs> Yeah. So good. And then she calls her caddy. I don't want to be friends with a caddy person. And uh, she says, I'm happy with my character and how I've handled every situation. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't think I've heard any player even say that. Like Pick she's she's almost um, acknowledging that it's a TV show. I'm happy with my character. I know she means like the content of her character. Uh, but it, she's playing a character in a TV show. How I've handled every situation is like she just sees it as a, a yes or no. Did I win or lose this thing in this game? That's basically what she's saying. She's like, I've won every one. I have no regrets. It's fascinating. That's why I'm like, are they giving her a script? I know this is a little bit of conspiracy town, but fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Because some of these lines are so good that I'm like, I don't know. It seems improv. I agree. Uh, Sydney then walks away from the girl chat and Bria says, I feel so weird about you. At, we see Allison ITM. I don't think she's a bully. And we see Sydney say, I don't, I feel attacked. I'm going to head home. I'm done being in the negative environment. And we see Maria produce tears, go off on her tears for TRR. Uh, Sydney ends that by saying, I'm done being attacked. And if anybody else wants to join me in leaving this negative environment, come on. She invites other players to join her and no one goes. Oh. No one stands up. Oh my gosh, it's like um, it's like that movie with uh, Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. It is. It was kind of like that. coming with me. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Uh, good luck, dude. Or his one assistant, right? That was Renee Zellweger. She yeah. went with him. Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Oscar for that movie. God, that was a good movie. What? Yeah, for playing Whoa. Rod Tidwell, I think was the character's name. That football player that Jerry Maguire's like his only client that stuck with him. 
and he gets him the big thing in the end. You ever see that movie? I did not know that was an Oscar movie. Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You don't remember that? <laughs> Seems too fun to be an Oscar movie. That's all I'm saying. It's a good movie. Portion five, we get the mansion the next day and we see Edwina telling Caitlin what's going on about the bullying drama. Edwina, again, ITM, she's not a bully. And the girl <laughs> chat is them saying, I love Maria. She doesn't have a filter, but she's spot on. So the second, this second audience is backing her up. And then we see Maria and Medina. And Maria's like, I'm not a bully. I felt bullied. Yeah. And she uses the we're all in this together uh, sisterhood play we're again. All in this together. High school musical again. That sisterhood play that is huge. Is giving clues. Well, it's, it's it, I will say. It's something that I would uh, tell anyone to do. Do this sisterhood play. Mm -hmm. You're always preaching sisterhood. Always preaching it because it's very hard. If you link all of the second audience together. In and out of the game. What'd you say? In and out of the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly in the game. But uh, if you link the entire second audience together, it becomes very hard for those ranks to break. And then you're kind of in it. It's kind of a like, if you can do it successfully, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. We all have to do this because it's a weird situation. And we're not going to get mad at each other. It's kind of the unspoken rule of the sisterhood. You know, it's exactly what happened uh -huh. on Golden. Let's all get each other's numbers up. Yes, it's Golden. It's Golden Bachelor. That was a perfect sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Even the villain is now like yes. super friends with the with Teresa. Uh, Kathy, I'm talking about, of course. And I think you're going to see more and more of that because it just makes it more fun. It makes it more vibrant. You get to be happy for your friends when they go on a date. You get to give some people shit about whatever. But at the end of the day, there's not going to be any tattles is basically what's happening here. Mm -hmm. We see uh, this one-on-one -on -one with Jen. But uh, Sydney ain't in on that. <laughs> and <laughs> Sydney ain't on that. We see Jen gets called the good time girl by Joey. It's going to be a surfing date. Jen mm. kind of plays an IFI. I'm terrified of sharks. And she needs help with a wetsuit, which is very relatable. I would be so pissed if I got a wetsuit date as my first date. I agree. I uh, it's hard to be. I would. I would leave immediately. I would say this is not for me. We are not a match. However, there is a shot. Take me to the airport. I have been. <laughs> Take me to the airport immediately. Uh, there is a seagull flying low above the sand, and this seagull was my. Creature of the week. I love to see a bird in flight. I'll put it plainly. And this was a very well-captured bird in flight. This bird in flight who represented their romance taking off was also my... <laughs> creature of the week. It was a pretty good creature. We didn't have a lot of creatures this week, but Not I did many. like this creature. Uh, then we get them in the surf shop. They're cheersing. They do some gaze play um, based on the superstition of having seven years of bad sex if you do not do gaze play during a cheers. I'd never heard this. What? Yeah. I've heard that it's like, mm. it's uh, improper to not gaze play during a cheers, but I didn't know why. I didn't know that there was a seven years of bad sex I've heard bad luck. I've heard the bad sex thing. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Must be real. Hmm. I like this. Uh, I like the association of 
if you're not doing gaze play, you're under a curse. Yeah, I do too. You're either under a spell or a curse, your choice. So Mm -hmm. we then see them waxing their boards and they do some surfing in quotes. And uh, even though Jen is falling off the board all the time, he's reassuring her he's there. Surfing Tom. Comforting. What? (laughs) Surfing tongue, you said? A lot of making out of the water. That's true. I do. Uh, She ITMs how patient he is, and he ITMs feeling giddy around her. That's a loaded love level one. Sunset hits as they're sitting on the beach, laying in the water, prone kissing, getting hit by the waves. And here they laugh, and they have a good time with it. It's not like the torturous paradise where the wave breaks your bones. This is fun and funny and delightful. Portion six. <laughs> this is fun and funny and delightful, and I'm having a good time talking I, about it. You have no idea the the fucking pleasure. Look, we've talked about this a little bit too. Those bubble seasons were fucking rough. We all know this. We all know this. There were some good things yeah. about them. We learned a lot. A lot of interesting things happened in them for sure. Mm-mm. But they were at times cardboard taxi. The cardboard DLH taxi. fired. <laughs> Dale Moss. <laughs> Dale Moss. <laughs> I was going to say Moss. There was a lot. The dual bachelorette season. There was just a lot learned. Anyway, what I'm saying is some of those seasons were fucking hard to watch. They were not fun to watch. This season is so fucking fun. I love it. Wait, yeah. How did your re- your pleasure watch go? Oh, God. Fantastic. For those who didn't listen to Twib and it was my scream last week, I got to pleasure watch last week's episode. I did my notes watch for us to uh, do our recap mm-hmm. and everything. And then the next day, I just watched it again for pleasure with no notes, no nothing. And fuck, I loved it. You're making me want to do it. <laughs> you won't regret it. That's for sure. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? and that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I gotta be honest, I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf Membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 mm. Shiraz Rose from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rose all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. 
It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing, advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Clues. I quit bras during the pandemic. I said, no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, and I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire. They don't have bulky fabrics. And they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year, year of our gore 2024. Mm-hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one it has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch so it's like doesn't look like it's you know a comfortable bra but it is and i guess i'm a bra person again it turns out well congrats pace case i know it's a big step for you right Mm -hmm. now you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20 percent off at honeylove.com slash roses use that exclusive link to get 20 percent off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. (laughs) I can tell you that much from personal experience. Uh, This night portion begins. We see portion six, the dinner portion with Jen. She calls Joey genuine. Second genuine. And she says she loves they've conquered a fear together. He says, I love that line liking for the first time. He love level ones, Jen, and she love level ones him back. We see Jen play this PTC of heartbreak and familial strife, a bad relationship between her parents and bad relationship between her and the dad. And right after she plays this incredible PTC, she punctuates it with face play of the game. A beautiful downward gaze mouth scrunch. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. I'm going to show it now to Pace Case. And... I just have never seen such a face play at the end of a very strong PTC. It was incredibly well done. Ooh. And it I don't know exactly what it convey, conveys other than kind of like a bashfulness about, you know, having told you this. And I had a hard time growing up. It kind of like is a, a little bit of an emotion. It still, you know, gets a physical reaction out of her. It was just brilliantly done, I thought. And you just don't see face play like this at the end of a PTC usually. It is giving uh, Michaela Maroney. That kind of like squished face. Yeah. Uh, Sideways lips. 
<laughs> Jen then tells Joey she sees he's genuine. Genuine Joey, number three. And they make out. Back at the mansion, we find out about group date two. It's going to be a tennis one. And we cut back to Joey tells Jen they have a special surprise. Oh, my God. They see a drone firework show, which was my wowie moment of the week. Do you know what song was playing to that drone fireworks show? Um, Bolton. When I Laid Eyes on You by Michael Bolton. And that Michael Bolton double dip was my wowie of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I'm like, I don't know how much money they're paying this guy. They got him to do a live performance. Now they're licensing his songs. I mean, the money, the the money and care that go into this drone fireworks show to make a rose, Jen, yeah. accept this rose, etc. Um, so she gets the one-on-one rose. That seems like that was a done deal before they even went on the date, presumably. Absolutely. <laughs> Paid for that drone show. Absolutely. Yeah, can you imagine? It's like right as the drones are about to come out. Uh, this just isn't working out. Benevolent execution. Uh, cut the drones. Send the drone guy home. <laughs> yeah, he sends her home, and then he like gets out a shotgun and shoots all the drones down. Yeah, <laughs> just shooting down the rows. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, it ends even with a bachelor logo is made by drones just floating in the sky over. I guess that's above Hollywood Cemetery. That's where they went. Gorgeous. I'm like. How magical would that have been to be living in that area? And you just look out your window some night and there's the Bachelor logo flying in the sky. I would have gone. <laughs> I would have thought I was hallucinating. I would have been like, yeah, that's it. I would have thought I was hallucinating. I found the deepest layer of the pit. That's what I would have thought. Like, I have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, portion seven begins. We have this uh, group date number two. It's on the tennis courts. Joey's serving and grunting. Players all show up. He ITMs that this is a comfortable place for him. He's been playing tennis since he was 13. It's also his job. Rachel ITMs that he's serving. For those who aren't watching and are just listening, Joey is playing tennis, but the shirt is on. Oh, that's true. Uh, Rachel ITMs that he's serving and looking 10 out of 10. Joey addresses the group saying this is a fantasy of his to see them all there in these tennis outfits. Tennis is a huge part of his life. He's happy to make some new tennis memories. Two people are brought out, James Blake and Pam Shriver. These are uh, tennis pros from yesteryear. Legends indeed in the game. Um, Joey ITMs that he's fangirling about them. So here they don't even make the players do an I Love Cleveland. Joey does it for them because he has expertise in this world. It's almost like a higher Mm. version of an I Love Cleveland or something. Uh, And it's real. This is real. He ITMs. Pam is the GOAT, which is faction correct because Caitlin Bristow is the GOAT. Oh. Um, But... Pam is something else. My Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I felt like Pam really stepped it up, especially in the commentary section. Mm-hmm. I felt like she- We'll get to it, but I feel like she had a little bit of a chemistry play with DLP, mm-hmm. um, and I loved it. She really popped. Yeah, I agree. Caitlin ITMs that learning about her partner's hobbies is important to her. And James Blake shows them how to serve. Jess ITMs that she's never played tennis in her life. And I simply wrote error. Not of the game, but this is an error. Error. You're going into a season with Joey Grazia Day. You know a few things about him. 
Hawaii in tennis and gays. You have to be prepared for all of these things. Know a little bit about Hawaii. Mm-hmm. His three tenants. <laughs> no, know a little bit about Hawaii. Have picked up a tennis racket before you have gone into this show and learn to give gays play back to somebody like that or at least to withstand theirs without crumbling. It could have been a play for time and then they'd really have been in trouble. Exactly. I'm just saying this is, this is uh, in my opinion, not reader behavior unless she's playing a role. Mm, she's like actually really good. Yeah. I've never played tennis in my life. Then you just get out there and ace, 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 ace. Yeah. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Uh, they are going to DLP air horns. They're going to head, head competition and you'll find out a little twist once you go to the changing rooms, which was a creepy line. I yes. would've <laughs> Cause the last time we saw this was on charity season and the twist on the, the men's beach dodgeball game was that they were going to have to be doing it in speedos. And then we got a whole montage of them shaving their buttholes and pubic areas. Do you remember this? I unfortunately can't forget because they made just little short changing rooms so that yeah. we could see them yeah. In this horrible way. See, and you don't get that here. That's what I'm saying. Charity Lawson's oh. season was like the door opening. We're fully into the room now. You don't even get a hint of they're going to make one or more of these players have to do forced nudity. Usually in a date like this, something like that would be here. And it just wasn't. And guess what? We don't miss it. We, in fact, like it more because it's not there. When the player's not tortured, when they're allowed to play, it's far more entertaining. And have fun. It's far more entertaining. Like, this is so fun. Uh, they do this ESPN commentator Chiron under the bystanders and DLP uh, at this competition. And there's a sign that says all in the game of love. Interesting. And this again is the first bachelor open. So if they ever do another tennis date like this, it will be, it will be continuing. I don't know. In my wildest fantasies, they keep those trophies and they really do engrave the names of everybody on it who won every season and you get to be added to them if you get into the legacy of the game. In my wildest fantasy, that's real. Why not? I love that. I do too. I love that. I love that. We see them all in these tots. There's Autumn and Daisy are babies. We have a beehive, a hot dog and bun and a butter... Butter and something? Butter and lobster. Lobster. Yeah. So they're all in kind of like a thematically grouped yes. thing. Autumn and Daisy are the babies, full Evelyn. baby. Star and Rachel are hot dog and bun. Caitlin and Jess, uh, the bee and the hive in the beehive. And then Kelsey T and Evelyn are lobster and butter. And the first one is babies versus hot dog and bun. This, I think we're just costumes from their <laughs> new prop department. <laughs> Of big things. But it was like, they're all kind of goofy. And as you saw yeah. what happened, like with the babies, for example, Autumn and Daisy, they're literally playing the fucking role. They're like, we're babies. We can't have alcohol anyway. We didn't want it when they lose. Like they're they're happy to oblige when you didn't make somebody like become fully naked to do this. The, the or, bald cat. Yeah. It's like when yeah. you take out the force violence and the force nudity. I know these are staples of our beloved game and they've been there since the beginning. When you take them out, it makes it more fun. It just does. I don't know what's coming for the rest of this season, but I'm okay with not having any forced violence or forced nudity. Yeah, I mean, just watch the first few seasons. The dates were dream, all dream dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there were no bad dates. Yes, exactly. It almost feels as though the producers do not hate these people. 
And I think that's good. That's You're going a little far now. No, I think it's good. <laughs> At any rate, we get all of this uh, tennis going on, and it results with uh, the finals are hot dog and bun versus lobster and butter, and Evelyn Clark and Kelsey T seem to crush their opponents five to zero. They win the first Bachelor Open. By a lot. Just demolish them. And uh, Evelyn, two weeks in a row, just crushing the group dates. She's a fantastic player and obviously knocked out of the game too early. But I, God, I just hope there's paradise. I know that I've said I don't think it's happening and I really don't think it is. But fuck, come on. It's like if anybody's listening to this who who makes any of these decisions, I will simply say this. Give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Give it a fucking chance because you've got a different thing now. The players that can come into the season 10 are different than these, the players who were damaged by the bubble seasons. This will be the first time that you will have a full crop of rookies who maybe were not in the bubble seasons. Throw in a couple of bubble season players, put in a couple, sprinkle them. Take off your bubble goggles. Yeah. I think the show could be good again. I really do simply because of the quality of these players. Um, and, and just don't fucking do the, the things that you do in paradise. Don't have the poop babies. Don't have the creamy Caesars. Just don't do that shit. Make it fun. Make it like a fun, sexy show that we all want to be on that beach with them instead of watching uh-huh. people trying to flee the beach. That's all you got to do. And it works. You're seeing it in Grazia Day season. It works. If like it's gotten too expensive at that place, I would just, I would go to a new place that's really nice. Mm, yes. Put some money into it. You got Bolton money now. We see it and we love it. Bolton money. You got drone money. Yeah. Get Michael Bolton to fucking paradise. That's all you got to do. Bolton on Golden <laughs> Bachelorette. Let FEMA go on a date with Michael Bolton. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, but there's there's one more guy coming to the beach. And then you see the feet coming down the stairs and it's Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> Is Michael Bolton here to date? Is he here to date? No, I'm not here to date. I mean, she dated Prince. Yeah, I'm just here to t- date a song. Uh, congrats to Evelyn and Kelsey T on this group oh, date win. So good. Evelyn spray champagne. Let's go. Portion eight. DLP casting card. Take a swing at love. Group date after party in a kind of nice trailer park. I feel like they went the, went here on um, Lion Dyke season. You know, I, I had that feeling too. I feel like Becca Martinez age. Yes. I was here. Age reveal. I think so. I think it was. I think you're absolutely right. It seemed familiar. Rachel loads some lols. We see Caitlin load this parental divorce PTC. And then we see one-on-one time with Caitlin. And she tells Joey, I have a family curse. All the women are single and they're relying on me to break the curse. And this Curse PTC was my play, 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 play of the game. (laughs) Okay. I love this. This was very witchy. Uh, She ends up getting the group date rose. It is kind of like a fun PTC in a way because mm-hmm. it's like, ah, we've got a curse, but you know. Yeah, she's laughing through the whole thing. It's not real. Um, And Joey does such an amazing response to it too. He's like, well, you're just surrounded by strong, independent women. I was like, he is such a good bachelor. Yes, uh, he's a very good lead. This is another thing that you've done incredibly right this season to everyone who's mm-hmm. making The Bachelor. You picked a guy that, I told you, I told you, I had more people hitting me up in my DMs 
this season uh, about wanting to go on Joey's season to be a player than I've ever had. It was like a tidal wave because they cast a guy that people want to date. That's what The Bachelor mm-hmm. has to be. He has to be a catch. He has to be somebody that's like, fuck, I wish I was on the show this season. No offense to exactly. some of the prior Bachelors, but there was a run of them that were like, yeah, whoa, clues. That were not that. You know what I mean? And that the show didn't present as that either. What they did to Clayton Eckerd, they presented him from the beginning. Yes. They could have presented them not as fools. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're you're presenting Joey well. And he has the innate ability of a very great lead, and you're doing that part correctly. Um, but at any rate, it's an interesting play of the game. I, I did like this play. But Joey ITM's here that he's giddy around her. Will the curse get broken? Time will tell. I don't know. I just thought, I thought Caitlin really stood out in this. Yeah, they definitely elevated her uh, in this game. Joey ITM's that he's giddy around her. She's smart, beautiful, doesn't need a man to feel validated. And I love that. That's his second utterance. One-on-one time with Rachel, who then technically gets a steal here from Caitlin. It is an apology steal. Sorry, but she is there and she does get this time. Although it's 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 hard to call it a steal because it, it didn't get the the real treatment, but it was it was like it was. Yeah, I did note they were on screen at the same time. Yeah. So I'll give it a steal. I think it has to be. Uh, then Rachel goes in for a hug and gets her earring caught on his shirt. And a producer has to come out to free her from this jewelry trap. And this producer was my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. The producers here. Faceless hands. The faceless hands. The faceless hands were delivering the cake to Lauren last week that she threw on the ground. Now they're coming in to remove an earring from. They're helpful. These producers are helpful and nice. Mm-hmm. They giveth and they taketh away. <laughs> it's they're they're doing a good job of presenting themselves. In prior seasons, they are shadowy figures whispering uh, in ways that we can't hear that require text on screen. Here, uh, no words are even said. It's just, let's come in and let me help you. I just want to help you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. This is a different season. We're in a different show. This is a fucking renaissance. Sorry to say it. I love it. Not sorry to say it. Love it. I love it. What? Rachel plays a, are you my daddy? You remind me of my dad. A parental marriage longevity play. And she says her mom never touched a door handle. What on earth? I've touched so many door handles. What am I doing wrong? I don't know what to tell you about that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you got to get a got to get a guy like her dad. Um, but this seems to be a good play. She loves his gentleness. She produces tears. This was almost my play of the game. Yeah. And Joey says he loves how much she appreciates her dad. We get a little kiss here. Joey Tim's that he's making. That she's making him feel special. The good vibes of the day ran through the night. We see Kelsey T get some one-on-one time. And he's still giving her tennis lessons. Then gets a little kiss. We get Daisy here with some one-on-one time. An incredible play. She says... Uh, oh my God. I know... This is almost my play of the game. I agree. That, I mean, she's a high-level player. There's no doubt about this. She comes in and says, I gave you some information last week. And I just want you to know I'm up for 
questions about my cochlear implant. I know that was a lot of info. And he's like, no, I was impressed by you. And uh, I was even thinking on the date today that uh, he hoped the whole process of The Bachelor wasn't too much for her, that she's not getting overwhelmed by it. And she says she's fully capable, but also still learning. She's still learning. She's still got a ways to go. She's telling you, I still have a story to tell. It's so brilliantly played. And then she asks him if he wants to touch it. He takes it off. We see how that attaches magnetically. We're basically, I think for many people in America who have never seen anything like a cochlear implant, getting a, like a, here it is. This is exactly how it works. I thought it was brilliantly done. Uh, We Mm -hmm. see how it's like magnetically attached. And she says, it makes me different. And he says, no, it makes you special, not different. And we get a fucking kiss. This is scripted. This is a scripted fucking rom-com. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I don't do. Does he have a thing in his ear? What is going on? <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. He's so fucking good at this. He was born to do it. He was born to do it. There's no other way to put it. All of these were strong play of the game worthy plays. Yeah. Intense PTCs. But unfortunately, only one PTC was good enough to get the group date rose. That goes to Caitlin. The curse. The curse is a good story. And we cut back to the house and Sydney and Leah are talking shit on Maria and Sydney ITMs. (laughs) I'm not the drama, LOL, and loads her tattle. And in all of her ITMs, she's saying things like, I'm not going to let the mean girl win. This is something that needs to be addressed to Joey. So she's loading that tattle and stuff. But she's any players who will listen to her any second audience members that will listen to her she's saying the same story marie is the bad one marie is the bad one marie is the bad one then in her itm she's also maintaining that story marie is the bad one marie is the bad one marie is the bad one does she believe this or again is this a scripted thing i at every time they show her i'm like what is going on here i think it's a combination Hmm. i think it's them telling her marie is the bad one i think it's them saying do you feel like Maria is manipulating people? Really? Wow. I mean, for her to say she's manipulating, like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels to me like it has been, I don't know, but we're not getting any context. you know. <laughs> no, I know. But the way that it's being positioned is that she's trying to essentially uh, play a victim card here and say that I'm the victim of this other player's attacks. That narrative is not lining up with anyone else in the show it seems like it looks like leah's agreeing with her possibly i don't know and lexi is an ally (sighs) i don't know i have no idea it is confusing um but very entertaining we get portion number nine we're at the house the vibes are good dlp comes in and says joey says no cocktail party it's a pool party the favorite announcement ever and then I didn't, I didn't, uh, my portion of The Bachelor for the rest of this, I didn't see it. It was just a long KFC commercial. I couldn't believe this. Uh, I loved it. We've seen shit like this before. Ben Higgins, you'll remember. I, maybe this is how they're affording all the drones in Bolton. <laughs> God, exactly. They got that KFC money. Do you remember season 20, Ben Higgins going on a one-on-one date with, I think it was Amanda Stanton? Yeah. To McDonald's. They went behind the counter. 
They went to fucking McDonald's. That was this again, except they didn't go to KFC. They didn't have it in the budget to take a bus to KFC for this one. Bring the KFC to the mansion. We'll eat it in the pool. I mean, holy shit. They were wearing fucking KFC clothing. Somebody had on a fucking KFC hat. I love it. It's a KFC themed party. Oh, it's rough. Uh, Daisy's grandma would always give her KFC. The I love Cleveland KFC. It's like, it's hard to, to, you know, they do all this stuff to build the legacy and like the luster's coming back to the yeah. show. We're in the Renaissance and KFC. Um, Ah, it was tough for me. It's too it's too overt. It takes you out of it. Yes, it yes, it does. I just feel like there's there's something else to be done here. I, I don't know. I don't know how you service this kind of ad buy, this kind of uh, product placement money and not make it like this bad. I just thought this was like, and I get what they tried and I appreciate the attempt. I just think it was the wrong direction of it. And I don't know. I don't even have a good answer for what it could be, but there's a way to do this shit this product integration that is like, it's better than this. Uh, this jarred me. It jarred me. I think you do it how Love Island does it. And they're like, this party is sponsored mm. by whatever. And they threw you this party and there's a DJ or something, like something mm. that they're getting that's not just the product. You know how you could do it, maybe? I don't know what the deal is. You know, what what kind of deal is, is being struck about? Like, does it have to be in the actual, like main body of the show? You could put it at the tell-all. You could give it to the audience and everybody in the audience is eating KFC and there's KFC buckets and shit like that. Mm. You could do it like that and it like it saves the show a little bit. It doesn't like scuff the show in any way, you know, then it's like, well, whatever. They're giving free food to the people in the audience that's sponsored by KFC. I'll buy that and I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's like outside the show. I know it's a part of the show and I know that gameplay there is important as well, but it's not quite like there doesn't bump you as much. This felt like they were acting. This felt like they should be paid actors. It was crazy. Finger licking good. Yes. They're saying the catchphrases, they're wearing the clothes, and none of these people are getting paid to make this commercial. You know, mm. I like that. Yeah. It just like is. That's a bummer. I didn't really think about that. They're not making Vial money like when he did Halo Top. <laughs> that bought his house. Wait, by the way, we haven't even talked about that yet. I know. I guess world. we'll talk about it in Twibbon. Yeah. Yes. For those who will. don't know, Nick Vial and Natalie Joy had their baby on the February 2nd, I think, and they just put it, it out on Instagram today. We're recording this on Monday. Um, yeah. It was a it was days off. It was like two, two, two or two, three. Um, but they just announced it today. Congratulations to the great one and Natalie Joy on potentially creating the greatest reality TV star we will ever see. We'll have to wait a little while. River Rose Vial. Welcome. River Rose Vial. Welcome to the world. Um, Except my follow on Instagram. <laughs> I would not have, by the way, predicted that, that you would send a follow to some... Instagram account. We have no idea if that's actually that baby's Instagram account or not. You <laughs> off on me too much. <laughs> yeah, you did it before I would. I still haven't even sent the, the follow. At any rate, uh, DLP um, comes in. I, wow. <laughs> what restraint. <laughs> <laughs> Up on your high horse castle. You're like, I've just put an alarm in my calendar to do it a month from now after the first one. <laughs> Yeah, what I've done is worse. You're right. 
what I've done is worse. Uh, we see yeah. the KFC man is also Fuck. in the pool. They're, they have giant pool floaties. Sydney yeah. is talking shit on Maria, and she says she can't have peace with her. And we see in Sydney's one-on-one time, she finally does this tattle. Mm. tells Joey that Maria attacked Medina and called me embarrassing and weird and dumb and is making a hostile environment. And she also claimed that she had to end up walking away. She she came in hot with this title right off the bat. She's like, mm-hmm. Maria started tagging Medina, who's a good friend of hers. Joey's like, oh, shit. I was just having some KFC. Um, this tattle. I guess finger looking good time's over. <laughs> <laughs> this title was my error, 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 error of the game. There again, we don't know her motivations. We don't know if this is she's being promised things in order to get this performance, or if this is actually just all her, or it's probably more likely something in between. Um, we don't know. What if they're promising paradise and it doesn't even exist? God. God. Sad. I know. Well, they, they probably wouldn't have known that, though, while they were shooting. Because they're shooting this in October, November, right? I like to think it's still coming back. You can't not do a VIP 10. You don't stop at a number 9. Those ratings were so bad. But again, if you're listening, just give it a chance. I think you have some players in this season specifically that are going to light paradise up. And, and put it back where it needs to be. You're seeing Joey's ratings go up. I think Paradise can do it too. Just there's some people who, who are having like comedic ideas about what Paradise should be. You just need to stop that. So you don't, you don't like the comedy? That's all. Do you? You like the fucking poop baby? You like Creamy Caesar? You like Sally's suitcase? You like the, the truth box? No, no, I don't like any of those things. That's what I'm saying. It's like the, it never hits. Whoever, I, I don't mean to cast any whatever but like shit that's got to stop look i i did like them trying to do kaza more though i wish they had done it better tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the amazon music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Right. But it was in that era where like you put Casa more on the end of a bachelor in paradise season where they have tortured people for two weeks straight. And then they're like, now <laughs> we're splitting you up. Have fun. Oh, fuck you. No way. Yeah. It's the, the most important thing in making a good reality show and you're seeing it in fucking traders is that your cast has to be happy and excited about what they're doing. That will make the whole show good. Paradise was the exact opposite for the last, what, three or four years. It was the exact opposite. People dreaded going there. No one wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. You were only doing it for the gram because there was nothing else about it, you know? People are scared to make plays or do anything or say anything interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Because your example is Brendan Marias. Piper James, it's punitive. If you even talk about Instagram, will ruin your life. That was the message sent in that season. Mm-hmm. What, what was that season? Seven? It's just like, it's an untenable stance for a show where people are only going on it to be influencers. No one goes on it without social media. Exactly. 
Exactly. It, embrace it. This is a launching pad for superstars. That's what this show is. Let them do that. God, if Maria doesn't get to touch sand, I'm going to lose my mind. Exactly. Maria, Evelyn Clark, you don't want to see what she can do on Paradise. She jumped over a fucking table. Jesus. Anyway, what Sydney's done here is my error of the game. Uh, you should never initiate a tattle, in my opinion, ever. Only uh, extremely high-level players can get away with even... I mean, like what Katie Thurston did is groundbreaking. A generalized tattle against somebody in the house is spreading rumors that could destroy a life. Bye! And then just like fades into the bushes. <laughs> Matt James doesn't have time to ask any follow-up questions. Um, at any rate, she initiates this tattle, and Joey ITM shock. He doesn't want a hostile environment, and Joey thanks Sydney for sharing these things. He doesn't want a partner who would attack people. He ITMs that he trusts Sydney and is appreciative that she brought this to his attention. Sydney is still telling the other players that she deserves respect. He pulls Maria, and we kind of cliffhang on this uh, moment here going into portion 10. But now Joey is in full investigation mode. And if you watch a show called Traitors, yes, you'll see Pilot Pete um, on that show employing investigative skills that are rivaled by no one. He learned them in season 24 during Champagne Gate. During, uh, he's so yes. good. You can tell he's a student of that game too. Absolutely. But you can see like... Studied. He's prepared. Bachelors have to do this every season, what Joey is doing here. There is some tattle. You got to get to the bottom of it. There's some drama in the house. You got to get to the bottom of it before the show can progress. These are investigations. It trains you to do that shit in, in games like Traders at a level. I mean, Peter Weber was investigating Madison Pruitt at one point. I'm sorry. That's like Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty. It's These are the, the, the biggest uh, detective and criminal in literary history, perhaps. At any mm. rate, you gave me a look like, who the fuck's Moriarty? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that was that? <laughs> I can tell by your face play. Okay. Um, anyway, my so sorry, Manusha Lorma myself. We're back to the pool party. I'm sorry. It's okay. Look, this is I feel like it's it's good about me that I say when I don't know references, but sometimes mm -hmm. people get mad. No, I'll never get mad. Rachel ITMs that this is the worst pool party she's ever been to, and people are getting their time Whoa. robbed by this drama. And this is the the uh Unfortunate consequence of all tattles at after or at a uh, cocktail parties or pool parties is that you're going to force turtling, and then the second audience will turn against you, whether they believe you or not. If you fuck somebody at a time, that's it. Uh, gloves are off. Fuck you. And she's doing that to multiple people, or so it will seem. The producers make that choice. But Sydney says she feels bad about derailing the day, but she had no other choice. She itms that uh, Maria is a mean girl, and she's scrounging to find something to make her look bad. And we see this one-on-one -on -one time with Maria. Joey brings up the conversation earlier and he heard some, something alarming and he wants to hear both sides of the story. This is, he's doing an investigation. He heard verbally abusive and hostile environment and that Maria was attacking Sydney and cursing out the other women. Maria is shocked, out of words. And this play is great. What she does here, I mean, we'll get to what it is in my opinion, but uh, she's shocked. And she essentially says she's been falsely accused of being a bully. She's been bullied. She never wants to treat anybody as bad as she's been treated in the past. It's an almost an instant nullification of the attack here. She's attacking me for being a bully. And produces tears. Produces tears, of course. That's very 4TR. But by saying 
Uh, she's calling me a bully. No, I have been bullied. I am already the victim of the thing she's claiming I am. It completely invalidates the argument, at least on a logical basis. She says she feels like she's not being received as well as she thought in this situation. She doesn't blame any other player. She blames the process, which is a target that can take all the blame in the world and never get mad at you. Uh, this is where you should <laughs> always place blame. If you do have to weasel out of a situation like this, this is a great place to place blame. The, the situation. Uh, the word bully is something she'd never throw around. Maria ITMs that it hurts to be bullied like this, produces more tears. She doesn't appreciate it. She didn't think the second audience would be the hard part. Um, mm. Then we come back to this one-on-one time with Maria. She says it's a, a surprise to her. She's confused. He's like, I see that you're confused. I didn't uh, expect the things that I'm not able to kind of like see, he says. And he says he can't shake the fact of hearing about this. He's in a weird spot. She says... Uh, what she can say is if he likes Sydney, there's no way he can like her. And this ultimatum of liking of love level oneing was my play, 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 play of the game. She's explained her side. As much as she can here. I don't believe about uh, the accusations, blah, blah, blah. I've given some explanations from him. And she says, Sydney has not. You need to look into that more. So she puts him off on that path. But in making this, this clear choice, she's doing a couple of things. She's putting the ball fully in his court, which is a trust thing. I trust you to make the right decision is basically what she's saying. And the right decision is it's up to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying either one is better than the other. I'm just saying we're both so different that if you really like her, it's not going to work out with me. A brilliant play. A hard play, but a brilliant one. I mean, her saying this line is saying put me on the two-on-one date, though. Well, that was already happening. I mean, <laughs> she probably knew that. Once you get put, right. once you have Sydney literally being like, you're bullying me. What's going on here? And like targeting you like that. You have to know the producers are going to put you on a two-on-one with that person. So what she's trying to do here is save her first audience game because she does have, at least she thinks, uh, kind of the truth on her side. So if it really does come down to it, she knows if it's got to be like a group invest investigation where he's asking all the players mm -hmm. who's right in the situation. She feels like she's got that one in the bag. Um, I think it was, anyway, for me, it was a good play. She's She's got most of the jurors. <laughs> yeah, it's a risky play, but I think she... Uh, was kind of right to do it. She's being accused of some big stuff here. And uh, I thought the bullying PTC was. Yeah. That was almost my play of the game. I, I uh, agree. The bullying PTC is a part of this to me. She like invalidates the argument. Then she's like, I'm so confident in my argument. Kick me off or kick her off is basically what she says here. Brilliant. And of course, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, Joey ITMs that Maria made, made a good point about not being able to like them both, and he needs some time to think. DLP emerges three tings and a slight scrape. Did you hear that? Oh, no. Ting, ting, ting. It was a... Minutia alarm. Uh, never heard him make a mistake like this. I think DLP might have had a couple of drinks at this KFC pool party. I agree with you because of what happens later. You think they just got him drunk and they're like, get out on that float, ham it up, do some improv with the, that bucket of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey apologizes to everyone for the turtles and Sydney says sorry to the turtles and Sydney says this is where we're being manipulated by Maria we get this 
And Sydney Itianos, does she want my limbs? This is what I'm talking about. I'm like, what? Yeah, I didn't. I agree. It was very weird. Yeah, would it? Would she want me to cut off a limb to make her happy? I mean, we see the. I mean, that just makes it seem like she's trying to like make peace, which she just we haven't seen, but yeah. maybe it happened. Uh, we see portion eleven, the rose ceremony, and Allison is worried about her turtling. We get tears from Evelyn, and first flower goes to Lexi, group date winner. Then we get Leah. Kelsey T, Rachel, Medina, Daisy, Jess, Edwina, Autumn, Allison. Two roses left. Who are they going to go to? Well, I guess we know that they have to go on a two-on-one. So it's, of course, going to be Maria. And after DLP's final rose tonight with no dark touch, Sydney gets the 12th rose. We say goodbye to some great players, Evelyn Clark uh, being one of them. Evelyn gets the biggest ITM here. She has great things waiting at home, a great job, a great family, just missing someone to share it with, produces tears. She's going to take time to think about what she learned here and use it to find a guy who's right for her. This is essentially Mm. a perfect exit speech. Uh, It's everything you want here. My guy's on sand. Yeah. He wasn't my guy. I fully accept that. I'm going to take the things that I learned here, use them to find my guy, essentially saying, I need to keep playing this game. Put me on sand. If... There's going to be a sand. God, there better be. Fuck. She really did so much with the tear play and the competitiveness. Yeah. Uh, And she's another person where you're like, if there's no paradise, that is unjust. It's robbery. Um, Krista, we didn't really see much from. We also say goodbye to Star, who was pretty much cut from the document. Mm -hmm. We see this promo Monday and Tuesday. We're in Malta. Joey is cosplaying as, I don't know, a gladiator tot. (laughs) I don't know. I just wrote sword fights and a shirtless Joey. Two on one. Maria versus Sydney, it's looking like. Mm -hmm. And then we get this DLP tag. (laughs) I mean. He's making fun of the announcing it's the final rose yeah. why do i even say that like i did not like the that one part i was like dlp yeah, this is a sacred ceremony don't make fun of it i agree with you i didn't like it either i liked his performance i just didn't like the content of it i thought it could have been better written um instead of making fun of these things it could have been more of a, a paying tribute or something if you wanted to use those at all i think just him silently floating through the water eating chicken would have been good enough in my opinion. Mm. Show me 30 seconds of that and I'd laugh my ass off. Um, at any rate, mm. we get this tag where he's doing the final rose tonight and his Tam Sigs. And that's it. That wraps up this episode. Uh, who was your MVP? He tries to name everyone, all the women who are on his season. <laughs> <laughs> the, or he's sitting there eating he's chicken. Wasted. Yeah, he floats up to the woman whose name he got wrong, uh, like hits her foot with the the Colonel Sanders guy and turns around and is like, huh? And then she just clubs him in the head. That's more violent than I would like. Yeah, you know. We must protect DLP. Yeah. Uh, He's a dad now. I know. Just like you're a great one. A lot of people are dads now. Who was your MVP? Rachel was my... M-M-M-M-V-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
she and Kelsey A have been kind of buried and they brought them in this episode. I loved her colorful narration. I loved, um, yeah, pretty much everything that she was doing in this episode. The parental marriage longevity thing, Mm. the door handle, you know, I love setting that expectation. I'm not going to touch door handles, the tear play. Mm. That was almost my play of the game. Getting the earring caught. Yeah, I did like the, the, uh, the door handle thing was pretty nice. I'm curious to see if he opens doors for her and they make something of that now. But for a variety of other reasons, Maria was my M M M M M V P. Obviously, we all love her. She is the star of the show. And here I thought she was dealing with a very direct, very hostile attack based on almost no information or no reality, seemingly, at least by the cut. And she was able to dodge this, to deflect this uh, guided missile in Sydney that is just coming for her again and again and again. Yes, we know they're going to have to go head to head on a two on one next week, but she survived this week by showing the producers, the third audience, that she was game and she will defend. She's not going to go down by this. Yeah, it's interesting that the rivalry is between Maria and Sydney and not Medina and Maria. Medina has done a, a kind of low key great job of extracting herself from that, I thought, at least in this episode. Yes, exactly. She's kind of uh, Victoria peeing, dropping yeah. little bombs. But she did say, I felt bullied. That is true. Um, but that's it. That wraps up our recap for this week. We hope you guys are enjoying this season as much as we are. My God, mm-hmm. it is just so fucking good. Uh, I love it. And I cannot wait. I can't wait for everything that's coming this year from this franchise. I think it's all going to be very good. Um, and hopefully, like I said, uh, hopefully Paradise does come back for a 10th season. And let's just see some of these players. Let them play. I mean, you're the one who was putting out those words into the universe, ma- trying to manifest my nightmares. I, I didn't put those words out into the universe. Yes, you did. I heard those words, and then I just reset those words. Yes. It has been written about. On the Housewives, that's spreading it. What is? That's gossip law on the Housewives. Oh, interesting. Even if you didn't come up with the rumor, if you're just repeating it on the show. Okay. I don't, but it also is something that I think is like logically true. It makes sense to me that that would be the case based on the ratings. But as I said, I think the ratings will turn around if you get the players from this season. And I don't know who's going to be our bachelorette out of this season and who those guys Mm -hmm. are going to be. But I just think there's like opportunity to get some fresh blood back in paradise. People who have had a fun time playing the bachelor and they would love to play paradise. I hope so. I hope, (laughs) I hope it all comes back. I'm ready for the. 24-hour Bachelor channel. God, me too. Streamer. Uh, But that wraps it up. We'll be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation where we're going to be talking about the ratings of tonight's big game. We're going to be talking about all the parasocial plays players are making. We'll have a state of the game. I don't know what that's going to be about yet. And uh, of course, we'll have some screams from the pit and Bachelor Nation news, some of which will be Vial's new baby. But... And next week, two recap episodes, no Twiven. Correct. And those will be out on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, the the mornings after the show's air. We hope you will join us for all of it. And before we go, as always, Pace Case, what is the dwab at? It's been 7,989 days without an Asian bachelor. 
praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then.